this is Thor Ackerlin, and welcome to Video Game Bullshit. This is Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I'm an author of multiple gaming books, including collector's guides for both the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I'm a huge fan of action RPGs like The Legend of Zelda and obscure systems like the Neo Geo and TurboGrafx-16. And we've got guys. Hey, I'm big into uh, no-death runs, high-score runs, uh, collector of all things vintage and retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. I also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Oh yes, welcome to the video game bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fading away. That's right. <laughs> Psycho world tonight. <laughs> so I would definitely say it's it's about time that we finally covered some Master System. Yeah, and the talk about Master System in general. I mean, it's just it's just an underappreciated system. Like I never had one. You had it while we were growing up, and you have a pretty cool story of how you got it. Yeah, it's on one of our previous episodes. Um, it's like on the side quest, like all our our three favorite things or whatever. He with Mister Robert Bryant. Yeah, my friend's dad was a doctor. My friend's parents were divorced, but his dad lived out like I don't know an hour or two away, and we just went out there one day to visit him. And he he hadn't seen his son in a while, and he just had a bunch of shit for him, and he was unloading a bunch of stuff in the the attic, and uh, yeah, he had a boxed. Sega Master System at the time, and Psycho Fox actually was in the the lot of games that they had. Fucking crazy. Yeah, and they weren't really gamers. They're like, dude, take it. Like, this is just gonna get thrown away. I mean, the guy's a doctor. He doesn't give a shit. Like, you know. How, how old were you when you got that? Um, let's say tenth or eleventh grade. Like high school. That's what I thought because. I remember as kids, you didn't have one. No. Like when we were kids. I didn't even know what it was when I saw it, dude. Around high school time, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then you told me, like, you got it, and but we never, ever played it. Yeah, like, <laughs> from, and it's funny because that ties back to that video Emporium story where uh, my dad 
saw one of the Master System games, and we thought it was a Genesis game because they had the same case. Mm-hmm. And we just assumed it was in, like, the same rack. So we took it home, and it didn't fit in the Genesis slot. Now, I didn't know what the system was at that time. I just knew whatever this game was didn't work, so we took it back and got something else. That was my very first experience with the cartridge, and then later I would see what actually, I connected it all. When he brought it out, I was like, oh, that's those white gridded cases that look like the Genesis. See, it's like back then, it was like I wasn't as hardcore as far as like studying and the historic elements of it all. I kind of, you know, we I was like getting back into it. It's weird, like there's your childhood, and then there's that part where you kind of, get in and out of things for a little bit. Games were always there, but, you know, there's times where you're just in the other stuff, and then I got back in the games through that. So, yeah, it's just kind of weird. You never know what's in someone's closet, man. What, what kind of, like, baffles me is that, like, when you and your dad went and, like, got the Master System game, a place was selling a Master System game, but either didn't have it or didn't know about the power base converter that you could have put on your Genesis. And something weird about that, it doesn't say, I don't think, on the power base converter that it's a master system converter. Not at all. It's just power base converter. It's, like, so cryptic. Like, and I mean, I haven't seen a box for one, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. You would assume on the back it would say it, but, again, if you weren't researching it, like, you're just a kid going to buy a game, like, you're not reading the back of some big old hunking thing that's probably behind a counter, not sitting on a shelf. Yeah, what the heck is this thing, you know? Probably just looked over at it and goes, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's too much, whatever it is. I'm not even going to think about it. If you think about it, like, we're if we're a kid, power-based converter, like, I don't need my power converted, it works fine. We probably thought it was something <laughs> totally different than what it really was. Like, something to do with power yeah. on the system or something. Especially with Game Boys around. You think maybe, oh, that's a portable thing, or who knows, take that somewhere else on on the go, or a travel thing, you know? But yeah, it's so weird, because Disc Replay had, like, three of them. They're just, like, giving them away. I was like, okay. I had to stop after a while. <laughs> I had to stop. Yeah, I was, like, starting to, like, pass up power-based converters for, like, you know, 12, 13 bucks or whatever. It's <laughs> like, dude, I don't have any room for this shit. It's just, you know, that's what it comes to. Guys, like, you want zappers? I'm like, dude, I got, like, eight of those things. Like, ugh. <laughs> the place was, like, a treasure trove for a while, but obviously, the times have changed. <laughs> Everything is dried. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, as far as the negative aspects of the Master System, mm-hmm. obviously, like, the pause buttons on the um, actual system or the converter. Mm-hmm. So I actually tried it with... On the Genesis power base converter, it has a pause button. But even if you try it with the Genesis controller, you can play the Master System with the Genesis controller, thank God. Mm-hmm. But even if you try it, uh, you can't pause on the pause button of the Genesis controller, which is a shame. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't be wired the same and programmed the same within the game. Yeah, so that doesn't work. The controller itself, I don't, I don't like the D-pad, and the buttons feel like kind of delayed, like, the NES buttons are more sensitive. Mm-hmm. The D-pad's obviously, like, intricate because it has the, the cross key instead of just, like, a button that's, like, a raised button that pivots. <laughs> what do you think about all that? Well, when I was playing Psycho Fox, I was using a Genesis 6 button controller. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'd recommend. <laughs> I definitely tried the Master System controller just for fun, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. It's not preferable. Um, I actually <laughs> do have a Master System joystick hooked up to my Commodore at all times, though. Oh, those are cool. Because that works perfectly for the Commodore. Yes, we should mention there's two variants of the Master System controller. Mm-hmm. The one that I have, it's just a flat, the control pad is just a flat button. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's the other version where there's like a hole in the middle, uh, kind of like the um, European 7800 controller. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And you can screw in the joystick on the top. And, and it's not necessarily a joystick, it's like a nub stick. <laughs> Yeah, the Atari one's more like a joystick. It's like fatter at the top, like flatter and, and wider. Yeah. In circumference. Yeah. Yeah, this one's like a tiny little nub, and it like actually hurts your thumb to use it. <laughs> nice ergonomics there, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of a throwback to the Sega SG-1000, not the three, the Mark III, but like the 1000 series, the very first one. Because I think that had the nubbling on it. Because the Mark III was a Master System, ain't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so before that one. Yeah, the little SG-1000 Atari-looking games that Sega did only in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, I think that was the controller that they had was, like, the little nubbling thing, but it didn't have, like, the Nintendo-style pad that they moved to with the Mark III Master System. So moving over to Psycho Fox, like yeah, yeah, I know um that was one that that you've been wanting to play forever. Like, what made you want to play Psycho Fox for this homework assignment? Well, I always thought of this as like, so if I asked my parents for a game system and they didn't get me Nintendo and I got the Master System instead, which happened to a lot of people, I always thought this should be the pack-in game. Interesting, but it wasn't. You know, because I always thought this is like the Mario equivalent. Now, what's ironic is the back of the box is like, you know, are are you tired of saving princesses? You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's like an anti Mario, anti Nintendo type stance, which is kind of funny too, because Sega always had that like angst. <laughs> it was just the way that they did marketing. They just did it by talking shit about the other person. It's, it's kind of like the ECW, like, are you sick of doing the clown? Like, you want real violence? You want real moves? Well, tune in the ECW. We'll show you how it's really done. That's like Sega. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is always interesting. <laughs> and yeah. um, one of the things that we didn't mention with, like, besides for the reset button for the Master System, is that the music can be grating. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's like tinny, super tinny, and, like, and loud. <laughs> Ring-a-ling dingy, like <laughs> Ring-a-ling dingy. That would be the technical de- definition. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is the jump is like Flashman stage. The boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> God, a million times too. Oh, the things we do for this podcast. <laughs> and that's not even kid cool. We're not even kid cool yet. Ugh. And and you know um where um where Psycho Fox got really annoying was you had to pause to switch characters and use items, which means you had to <laughs> reach over to your fucking system and press the button. I kept thinking like how the the NES would like freeze up. I was like, don't freeze up, motherfucker. <laughs> Because you have to use the tiger for the last few stages. I didn't play on the um, Master System. I played um, 
on my Genesis with an EverDrive MD, and the reset button's a little button on the top. <laughs> so it's like a little little switch that I press. Like, why would you do that, dude? Like, even just a little button on the side of the controller. I mean, if the issue is you don't want the pause button on the front of the controller, which I don't see why it would be an issue, but if it's an issue, put it on the little tiny little button on the side or the back. Like, <laughs> like anything except that. Like, it. Yeah, sometimes you wonder, like, what were they thinking? You know, good old AVGN. Well, I just think that nobody just established that something needed a pause button because if you think about it, even the um, Commodore 64 didn't have a pause button. It was or the Atari, they didn't have pause button. So it's like the evolution of the pause button. I mean, Nintendo is revolutionary in multiple things. The D-pad, the oh, cross button, beautiful D-pad, <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> so let's lay some paint down on this bitch. Let's do it. So um, Psycho Fox is developed by Vic Tokai. Um, it's part of a loose quadrilogy of games, really a trilogy, but we'll, we'll say it's a quadrilogy because there's technically four games. You've already alluded to a kid cool, and we're going to talk about these after we finish up uh, Psycho Fox. And yeah, so there's some Vic Tokai ones. It was directed by Toshihisa Hasegawa and programmed by Soji Suzuki. Uh, composed by Fumitu Tamayama and Hiroto Kano. Um, released in 89 in both North America and Europe. And then, for some reason, in Brazil, it didn't come out till 94. <laughs> what huh. insanity. <laughs> SNES world. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, here's why. So it was released in 94, but it was released as Yule Frog Invaders of the Swamp. And Psycho Foxes replaced by a Brazilian comic frog character, a pig, a turtle, and a mouse. Like, so all the characters were changed, which is insane. Jesus, that's cool. So in Psycho Fox, you get to use these Shinto sticks. Um, when you play, and it's a side scroller, just like Mario, except for you get to punch, and it looks like it's coming right out of your cock, though, like your cock punching when you do it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, you get to switch into other animals, though. So you have your fox, um, which is like your standard character with normal controls. You have a hippopotamus that's really slow, jumps really short, but can punch through bricks. You have a monkey that can jump really high. And then you have the tiger that can move really fast and very, pretty much like you have to use him near the end of the game because there's like spots where you have to use the momentum to get across gaps. Yeah, the last few stages you have to use the tiger. You can pretty much, and I tried it, you can pretty much get through the rest of the game with the fox. Yeah, yeah. There's just like two platforms. Yeah, but but you find the secrets. Secrets galore. There's so many secrets and like Jesus. I mean, there's warp zones. There's like there's so much craziness, and I I actually could not figure out how to activate the warp zones. I don't know if you did. Oh, the hole in the sky thing. Yeah, yeah. I've read about it. I never hit one by accident though. Uh -uh. So I don't know like what the fuck you like happens. Well, we'll have to try it at some point. Like we're hanging out or something. I don't know. I've seen it on a video, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> like it's it's insane. When I was jumping around in the clouds, I saw like a crack or something, but then I just kept going and it was like I was falling. So 
that that was gone. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Especially when you don't know where you're looking. It's but it's like a treasure trove. It's great for a kid. If that was my Master System game, that I would be happy. You know, lots of stuff to search for. Yeah. Lots of replayability. So um, the game is classic retro hard. You know, you can't call it NES hard because it's not an NES. <laughs> but it's classic retro hard. You have single hit deaths, which is brutal. But you do have a little buddy, which is actually a staple of every single other game in the series, including Kid Cool and um, the successor called Magical Hat. And then the the best game in the series, in both of our opinions, uh, Decap Attack. But it's this little bird fly looking dude. Bird fly, bird fly. Basically, is uses an armor, and they call it like a boomerang, but really you throw him and he sticks to the ground. Anything that touches him dies, and it comes back to you. Yeah. And Decapitec, it's, it's, it's actually that the head that goes on him is what Birdfly is. Which is very clever. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why we say it's like a trilogy, but really it's a quadrilogy, is that Magical Hat on the Mega Drive in Japan was basically reskinned and completely changed into Decapitec, where they made it all horror-based, scary movie-based. Right. They gave you a, um, a hit bar now, so now you can take multiple hits. And they added more enemies to make try to make it more difficult. The Magical Hat thing was like an anime series, so like they just didn't they didn't have the rights out of Japan. Exactly. So So um so Psycho Fox, were you able to beat the game? Oh yeah, I used to beat it when I was a kid too. I used to beat it with like you can actually go over a hundred lives. Nice. And that's the thing with the bonus round at the end, like when you get the pagoda, if you bet all your change on it, you can get like so many fucking lives. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I usually I can get over like fifty lives usually by the end. But it's a game where like the memorization is so key because you if you know what's coming up, you can get all the secrets and go certain ways. It's definitely a lot easier than Kid Cool. Let me tell you. Well, like the thing was is that I've never played Psycho Fox, so there was a, there's a steep learning curve. To get used to it. The physics are weird. And really, like, it's almost worth, like, starting off as the monkey, because you can jump really high and you can control your jumping. And it's worth using him, because he's slow, just to get used to the momentum, the timing. And then by the time you're a couple levels in, you just switch over to the tiger and you can blast through shit. And you'll time stuff perfectly every time. Like, the, the controls work really well. But it's not Mario, so it's not intuitive that we're used to. Well, I was going to say that, too. Like, that's the reason that Mario is fucking, like, God. Because the way that the physics work in Mario are beautiful. Kid Cool, which we'll get to as the worst example of that. Oh, yeah. You have to make certain really hard jumps, but you almost, it requires you to get, like, the very end of the... <laughs> you know, the platform, the very sliver of it, because you need every little piece you can get. Where in Mario, it's very intuitive, and it comes to you naturally. Where in this game, there's a momentum-based physics. So if you are going very slow and you jump, you will go nowhere. But if you are going very fast and you jump, you will jump like fucking the Timbuk 3. Mm -hmm. And there's almost no middle ground, which causes me to knock it from an A just because it's very, like, the learning curve isn't easy. And it the one-hit deaths, mm -hmm. once you get Birdfly, you know, you you have a hit. But you have to be holding him. 
Yeah. So that's another little, like, ooh, you know. Um, and it's interesting, too, because the Psycho Fox, I, I guess this fox in Japanese lore, it's like a magical animal, like a shape-shifting animal. And he would carry, like, a reed with him, which represents, like, the Psycho Stick. Yeah, the Shinto Stick, the Psycho Stick, yeah. Very Japanese folklore. Um, Tanuki's also, there's like walking statues in the game, like later on. Yep. Statues that could come alive. And um, that goes to the Tanuki. And there's like walking statues in folklore. There's some story like some guy went out to get food for his wife. It, was, it started raining and he walked by these statues and you're supposed to like bow to the statues and leave like an offering. So he, he gave the hat that he had, he put it on the statue's head and then I guess the statue like followed him home and gave him a bunch of like rice patties or something. So that's like the, the folklore story of like the walking statue, you know. Does <laughs> that tie to the magical hat game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It ties in also with Mario 3, the Tanuki suit. So, an interesting aspect, as you mentioned Kid Cool a few times, is that, like, Kid Cool is notoriously really, really shitty controls. Yeah. Slippery world. After I played and got used to Psycho Fox, I'm, I can play Kid Cool now and beat levels. I can never be, even beat the first level. Now mm-hmm. I can get, like, really far in Kid Cool. The only thing it's really missing that would make it doable is if it had the punch. If you could punch in Kid Cool, it would make things so much better. It's kind of a nightmare game. Yeah. When you get farther on, there's like these air blasts. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> there's air blasts in Psycho Fox. There's air blasts everywhere. You need the patience of like Buddha and Gandhi combined. <laughs> like to so for real though, because you're just like really. Even the first level with the jump, in the very first level of Kid Cool, there's like a jump that's like a Mario jump, but it's not as easy to get across. Now, that's what's cool yeah. about Psycho Fox, because it's more, it came later, it's like the second game, so it's it's a little more refined. The graphics are actually pretty, music's nothing to write home about, but... They're very colorful graphics, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best thing, I would say, that and um, the secrets, because it, it allows you to get a lot of extra lives at the end of the bonus level. And the um the, the vertical scrolling works, whereas in Kid Cool, when you get to the top of a screen, it like scrolls up like a Zelda flick screen. Oh, God. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrible. Which is terrible, whereas it works flawlessly in Psycho Fox. So, like, it makes it, it, makes it really fun to play, and... I mean, it's just, it's one of those games where while I was playing, it's like, all right, one more quarter, one more quarter type thing, but there's like, one more play, one more play, one more play. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the mentality, too, of we're playing this for homework, so I need to concentrate on it until I master it, complete it, is something why we're doing the homework. It's, it's awesome, because it allows us to get really intimate with these games. Like, for example... In Psycho Fox, with um, the eggs, I was studying, like, the eggs, and they're... Mm-hmm. So you get these items throughout the levels, and uh, there's the same thing in every single egg. Yes. And the thing is, if you have bird fly, every egg that's supposed to have bird fly won't have anything in it. So that's what the empty eggs are. That's what I figured, yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, what the fuck are the empty eggs? It was kind of like Toji Aminurlo when I was researching, like, what presents are the same... So each each level, the location of the presence is the same, but the the uh, the randomness is the wrapping paper is different. Yeah. But the present is the same every time in that location. So 
it's just kind of like how the programming works. So that's how they, they did this game. So you can totally memorize it. It's like the speedrunners, uh, or at least uh, no death runners dream too. Like, oh yeah, mm. yeah. The, the crazy thing when you watch, like, if anybody looks up this speed run for freaking Psycho Fox, is basically you can warp from like the first level all the way near the end. Yeah, like it's so fucking fast. It's like not even worth even me trying. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, speedrunner style. Where you, you know you could take like two or three minutes. I could see people like whittling it down. You know, like 30 seconds eventually or something. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's not that competitive, but if it was. Um, the great thing, no time. No time, baby. I mean, that's actually a, a huge benefit of that game. <laughs> oh, man. Take your time. Just go slow at the very beginning. And, you know, that's what I would recommend. Um, the very, like you were saying with the monkey, just kind of. Grab a guy that you, I would say, the fox or the monkey. You'll get the monkey. Mm-hmm. Just take your fucking time for a while and just get used to the physics. I mean, you you have to, otherwise you're just going to keep dying needlessly. Because if, if you try to run through it like you do with Mario Brothers, like it, it's not going to work. Because I would say like Kid Cool, especially, is like, they make it super hard to make those jumps. Psycho Fox isn't as bad as that. The controls aren't bad in Psycho Fox. Kid Cool, the, the problem is is that it's like, because in Psycho Fox you have the four characters. Well, Kid Cool's the fifth character, where it's like faster than the fucking tiger, basically. Right. Because the tiger's fast in Psycho Fox. <laughs> Kid Cool goes from one to one million in a second, and he gets out of control to where you can't control him. Most of the secrets in Kid Cool are actually jump-based. Basically, if you make a lot of small jumps and kid cool, that means you've, you've missed a huge jump. So you can, like, actually beat most of the levels if you do it right, but it's crazy. characters combined he can jump high he can go fast he can go slow you know what i mean he can break bricks if he's big the annoying part of psycho fox that i would knock it down a b plus to a b would be um the fact that when you just move and jump you don't don't jump at all 
and it's annoying as shit. Like you have to literally stop, go back a little bit, and go forward so you can jump. That's where it's Mario's better, in my opinion, because it's like even keeled. Yeah. Like so. So while the controls aren't quote unquote bad, the actual gameplay itself is skewed. Like I don't enjoy that part of it. Well, and you can't get hit, you know, too much. It's got that Bubsy element where you're dead, like, if you don't have Bird yep. Fly, you're gone. Like, that's it. Okay. The cool thing is you have infinite continues. Um, there is an mm-hmm. item you can collect that's like an invincibility potion. You can't use this on the bosses, though. Nope. You also can't use Bird Fly on the bosses, either. Once you fight the boss, you'll be like, this is funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's the cool aspect is, like, even the the first boss, like, basically there's this big can of, like, spray. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And the, the fly. Yeah. Is that the second world boss? Yeah. But that's creative, though. And, like, the first world boss, like, you jump on something and it... It's like a cannon thing. It, like, shoots the little cannon at the guy and knocks out the guy's middle points until he's, there's no more left. Yeah, he's like a slinky thing looking tall guy. They They all have a gimmick. Right. But they repeat, and they're all easy as fucking get out. Yeah, like, the, the slinky guy will, like, try to attack you from the top the first time you fight him. The second time you fight him, like, he shoots piece by piece at you like the uh, yellow devil from Mega Man. And you just, you can actually jump on the pieces and get over him. And I think the fly, the second fly jumps further, so it's actually easier. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just keep <laughs> jumping on the damn spray, and he jumps into it because he's an idiot. This is why we play the game the whole way through, people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then the little end boss guy was kind of interesting. Yeah, the Psycho Fox. Because people were saying, who's Psycho Fox? Is it you or is it the the Psycho like bad guy? I, it's you. It's you. Because that means psychic in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what if he has a name or whatever. It's in the text, right? It's on the back of the box, too, I think. It's in the other room, but... I think I was on a different page looking it up real quick. Yeah, he's but he's the same as the other bosses. He takes like a few hits and he's dead. Like, well, that's it. The evil god is named Mad Fox Daimyojin. So they didn't even change the Japanese. It's awesome. Hell yeah, I like to keep it, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Fucking awesome. So, so yeah, in, in the end, though, like, Psycho Fox is a solid game. I wouldn't say it's near the same tier as, like, a Mario, but it's not a bad game at all. I, I mean, it was very, to me, very enjoyable to play. Fun, quirky, peaceful. Because, I mean, once you get used to it, you can chill. There's no time limit. No time. Lots of routes and lots of little fun little ways to go. Did you notice, like, the first round, the fucking hills are, like, straight from Mario? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, what? Like, shameless. Like, that's the other (laughs) thing. Like, it's shameless. Like, everything is, like, takes a piece of Mario. I can't tell you how many platformers I've played. They have the little spike. I think Magical Hat, they have little spike guys. Yeah. It's like every... Oh my god, I can't tell you how many games i played that have those spikes, guys. Kid Dracula had them. Speaking of stuff, I was just thinking about like when you said background. Uh-huh. The little vault poles are a consistent thing in every game. Oh yeah, we gotta talk every about that. Every single game in the series has those. And basically it's when you touch them and... Like, if you get to the very top, you like it moves back and forth like a big bamboo pole, and it'll flick you. 
and you'll go flying in the air. But if you hit it near the bottom, it like barely moves you. And those are also in Kid Cool. They're also in Decap Attack, Magical Hat. They're in every game. There's a uh, trick with those. If you pogo yourself off the top of the pole and land directly back on top of it, you'll get a nice little bonus. And it's interesting because I tried in Psycho Fox and I'm almost positive you can't do it. You can do it in um, Kid Cool and Decap Attack. Now in Kid Cool, it gives you the extra lives. Ah. But in Decap Attack, it actually replenishes your your hearts. So not only not only do you have six hits in Decap Attack, but you it'll replenish ten of your hearts. Huh. So you can always go back to that too. And each time that you do it in Decap Attack, the color of a bead like drains, so you can see how many you have left to like extract. So you can extract health from every one of those like ten hearts. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So that leads me to the continue aspect. So mm-hmm. Decap Attack, there is a limited number, but in Psycho Fox and Kid Cool, you can continue forever, and it's the round. So if you you get the round, you know, one, two, if you die, you will go back to round. If you die three times or whatever, you know, continue, you will go back to round one, two. You won't go back to round one, one. So really, the extra life trick in Kid Cool is... The only thing that it helps is the fact that you'll continue, like, halfway through the round. Yeah. Other than that, you already have infinite lives, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know. The interesting aspect, and it's it's like the guys who make it cool at Vic Tokai were like, all right, let's make it a little bit better on Sega's system when we make it. <laughs> it's a welcome advancement. The third stage is a cool, like, pyramid Egyptian-type level. So, like, I think Kid Cool has one, too. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, like, the best tune in the, in the game, the little Egyptian one. Um, but, yeah, the music, for most part, is doesn't have a, any quality to it that really is, like, badass in any way. It's kind of just underwhelming in there. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that's going to blow your mind, unfortunately. But, you know, what can you do? <laughs> so where are you at with a grade for Psycho Fox? We've knocked it down a few pegs. We're down to like basically a B minus C plus. Well, the learning curve. Learning curve is at least half, if not a full letter grade. And as an option, it would have been nice to have um, another hit point. Yeah. At least. I but but they give you infinite continues. And the levels aren't necessarily long. Just an option. But, like, the music, though, is a half a point for sure. <laughs> Maybe a full, I don't know. Like it, it might be a solid, like, C plus, B minus. I don't know where you're leaning toward. I think I would, I think I would put it at just a B. I mean, the music, if I hit it for that too hard, I have to hit every Master System game, so. That's true. That's true. Yes. Kind of, that's the only thing with that. I think, I, yeah, so for that reason, I, I'll i be fair. You know, I'm always fair. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a, I'm like the nice teacher, you know, <laughs> that'll let you slide. Like, I'll, I'll give your C plus a B. <laughs> I think I'll lean her down just to the B minus. It makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a B, B minus game, which means it's still very playable. Definitely one of the, um, the better platformers on the Master System. The the funny thing is, though, is that you mentioned at the beginning, like, 
you saw always thought Psycho Fox should be packaged in with the Master System. Oh yeah. And like Alex Kidd was had the same type of punch as Psycho Fox, and that was packaged in with the Master System for a while. Yeah, that would be a good packing. I didn't know that was packaged for a while. The one that the one that came with um the one that I got was like some shooting game. It's like Safari or Safari Hunt and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they tried to make uh, Alex Kidd the um, unofficial mascot of of the of Sega for a while. That's cool. I mean, that that's another good pack-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like the, they both have the little nut punch guys, the little punchling children. Wonder Boy would have been a cool pack-in as well. Of course. Yeah, I think those three would have been... I would have to choose from those three. Yeah, pack-in should have been Power Strike. <laughs> And Power Strike doesn't work on the Master System Converter. It just shows lines. Just for anyone wondering, it's one game I've played that doesn't work, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so so that's definitely, um, in a nutshell, Psycho Fox. So, I mean, we've covered a lot of Kid Cool, because Kid Cool is just basically bad, terrible controls. But it was the first game in the series. They were just learning and missed the mark. You can definitely feel that. Yeah, then they, you know, upgraded it when they moved it over to the Me- the Mega Drive in Japan, the Genesis in Japan, and based it off of the anime Magical Hat and kept the single hit deaths. You still do the same punch, you still have the same little guy that you use, the little fly guy, you know, furry buddy. <laughs> and it's freaking awesome. It's super colorful, and the music's really good. Like, if anything, that's like the perfect upgrade. And then when they bring it over to the states, they got to give it, you know, the the '90s tude. Got to get you some attitude, and they you know turned it to the classic Decap Attack. Yes. Yes, which I would like to talk a little bit more about Decap Attack. Amazing. Oh, and we we shall. So fun. And really quick, I want to throw into it. Kid Cool is another, like, cover trick. It, it looks like a Kid Chameleon. Then you boot it up, and he didn't even get a sprite swap. Like, that would have taken fucking, like, 30 minutes, dude. Yeah. For, like, an experienced programmer, you could have made an easy swipe swap. But he just looks like a little little turd still. <laughs> little turd. It's just a classic, like, trickery. The box art. That's another one where he fooled by the box art. The NES was so good at tricking my ass. God damn. But, uh, yeah, so Decaptech, I grew up with the game. That was another, like, dad recommendation to Toys R Us. He's like, well, you like Halloween? You know, I love my Halloween and my horror, horror stuff. And he's like, oh, this game looks perfect for you. It's like Mario, and it's got the Halloween thing. So off we went. Yeah, and it was like my memories for Decaptech went to playing them at the your cottage back as kids. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, that's where I fucking played it. Like, I'd never played it anywhere else. Yeah. So, like... That makes total sense. The thing is, is that there's a dichotomy where when you play something as a kid, I don't know if we're just... The attention span isn't there. We're half paying attention. We're living in the moment, doing other shit. But, like, when I played it just now for the homework, it was like a... It felt like a different game. Like, it felt like a bigger deal back in the day. It was like a huge thing. We were on the bleeding edge, like we had the that was the top of the line system. So, I guess thinking in that terms, there's nothing better like at the time. No. So that that's like the ceiling. So that's like whoa. Yeah. 
Now it's like, oh, this is a cool little, like, 16-bit ROM. Back then, it was like, this is the best thing, you know, like. And now every time you attack, it's like, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and when he jumps, it's like a little fart noise, like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> the swimming noise is kind of grating. It's like a beep, beep, little, like, oh, yeah. high-ass, like, that kind of got him in ears. Other, other than that, I think that's, like, the only thing I can say is the swimming noise is, like, the only thing I don't really... There's something about the platforms, too. They went for, like, a transparent look. Isn't that weird? It, it was weird because Magical Hat doesn't have that issue at all. No. And the and the level layouts are exactly the same. Yes. So, like, when I was playing Magical Hat, I only played, like, through the first, like, boss and into the second level. And when I played Decapitec, I'm like, man, these are hard to see. I know that there's a platform here. And I jumped, it was there. But it was like they, like, made it, like, scary movie style, horror style. But they, like, blended the platforms into the background too much they look like little ice cubes and you can see through the ice cubes and there's some of those too so i don't know if it was a rush job or like they thought they were being like devious or i don't know what that was that's weird too though to me it just looks like that was the style of that artist making the levels you just went with it yeah and like he didn't have anybody who had a better way to do it so i can see that i mean it works, but, you know, that's, those are like the only two little things that we could almost nitpick because everything else in that game is like spot on because now the fact that you have a health bar makes the game like, it gives that that Mario Brothers leeway that you have now where it's like you have a little bit of, you can take a hit every once in a while and you're not worried about dying and restarting the entire level. And with the options too, you can set it how many uh, hearts you have. And the hearts are real hearts, so that's cool, too. So it's like Slaughterhouse. <laughs> Splatterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Check out that movie, by the way. Slaughterhouse. Buddy's coming for you. Yeah, at least you made good, clean cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's clever in that, it, okay, so the hearts are real hearts. The, you throw your head, and then your stomach's like a head, too. So you got, like, two heads. That's funny. Yeah, and instead of punching like you do in Magical Hat and in Psycho Fox, it's the actual face that comes out of your stomach. That's what's going... (laughs) Yeah, which is awesome. And um, you can also, like, uh, float in the air. If you tap the jump button repeatedly, you can, like, glide. You can also do that in Magical Hat. Nice. And then there's the little things that, like, bounce you off the walls. Yeah, the the float in the air almost reminds me of like Yoshi in uh Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island, where he does that little hover. Yeah, it's like that exactly. Yeah, he goes because <laughs> <laughs> he has to push himself up or whatever again, just a little bit. So if you just barely get to a platform, you can like save it. Yeah, like pretty much with Vic Tokai, like everything came together with Decap Attack, in my opinion. Magical Hat. I guess for a lot of people, Magical Hat's a beloved childhood game for a lot of people. So yep. a lot of people prefer that to Decap Attack. Um, the one thing about Decap Attack, like the the enemies are weird. Like there's like a cracked out Daffy Duck like, <laughs> flying around. <True. laughs> cracked out Daffy <laughs> Duck. Like Plucky Duck. <laughs> it's just so weird. They didn't make it like a a bat or a Halloween thing. They just kind of made him a duck. So I don't know how that does. There's like little goblin guys that are short. Oh yeah, we we should mention. So you can punch all these guys, but you can also jump on their heads. 
So it's got that Mario yeah. Goomba thing going on. A lot of the guys are short, too. So, like, the games have their Goombas. All three of those, all four of the games have their Goomba enemies. And, like, the other spot where they kind of changed the difficulty from Magical to the Cap Attack was those little, I think it's the little goblin enemies you're mentioning. They throw, like, little spears. Yeah. Yeah, little arrow things or whatever. They're, they're the exact same guy in Magical they don't throw the arrows. So, like, they added that as a difficulty, like the projectiles and things, to try to increase it so it's not too easy. Yeah, and I, I think there's, like, a wolf man in Decap Attack. He's, he's funny. I mean, he's mm-hmm. my favorite little wolf guy. Uh, there's a little skeleton fish. So, the swimming. Okay, so, in the in Psycho Fox and Kid Cool, there's, like, you, like, bounce on your butt. We should go over that, like the skipping. Oh, yes. Skipping on the water. What do you think of that? <laughs> That's fucked up. So, I didn't even really know you could do it until, like, later on after I had to do it in Kid Cool, because you have to do it in Kid Cool. Oh, yeah. The second level, they make you, or second or third, they make you do it. Exactly, and then when I went back and played more, because um, usually with Psycho Fox, like you could take multiple paths. I always took like the top path so I could jump around the clouds and shit. That's always the best, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want, yeah. So like I rarely had water, so I didn't even really know you could do it. And then I did it, and I'm like, oh shit, you can freaking pretty much do it every time. It's awesome. Did they keep the skip in, because the cap attack, there's no water. You, you can swim. Cause you're you're dead, so that's what's cool. <laughs> like you're you're already a corpse, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like there's no like little water like that. You can just actually swim. Yeah, there there so. might be a pit or something. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think there was one. I don't. I don't remember one. But just like you know, hazards, but not waters. You, usually, when you went in the water, you could swim, and you had little skeleton guys from Super Mario World in there. The skeleton fish from the Last Castle, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing with the skipping you skip three times but when you skip on the third time you have to hit the jump button right when your ass hits the water and that's when you'll jump so you have to time it right maybe a little before you jump pretty high yeah it's kind of like mario 3 when you hold the button down when you like hop on a bad guy now of course the, the key is is that you, you definitely have to make sure you have your momentum. Because if you don't have your momentum, you'll fall your ass right in the fucking water. Bye-bye. <laughs> you have to have a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the other part of the game that's, like, um, memorization-based. Because to have momentum, that means you have to know what's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So that's why when I, when I was younger, as a kid in high school, it was like, I could blaze through certain parts of it because I already knew what was going to happen, so then you could just take those huge leaps without fear. I'd say, though, like, if you really want to play a colorful game that is one hit, and but you once in a while you can get, like, another hit, uh, I would say go for, like, Adventure Island 2 or 3. Yeah. That would be my recommendation. Adventure Island 1's hard as fuck, so <laughs> that was one that I grew up with. <laughs> Adventure Island 2 and, I believe, 3, the con- continues are infinite. Yeah. But in Adventure Island 1, it's not. Once you're dead, it's fucking brutality and starts you all over again. Well, and then in, like, 2 and 3, you get all the little buddies. And that helps you a lot because it gives you a um, 
gives you like a a buffer, basically. And it's like a Yoshi too, mm-hmm. where he can like have an advanced attack once you have him. Yeah, they got the guy with the fire, another guy with like swinging his tail, and in part three you got the Triceratops guy that does the ball. Yeah, and there's the guy in the water. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he attacks. I don't know what he does. He swims better. Yeah, I think that's all it really is. And the the pterodactyl that can fly. It's classic. Going over the top of the levels, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But Adventure Island 1 is a hard fucking game. Yeah, and that was also the Wonder Boy. First Wonder Boy was the same exact game. Yeah, that's like Nintendo hard. Exactly. If you get to, like, level 6 and you, you die, like, oh well. You know, if you find the Hudson B, you can continue, but... Mm-hmm, and it's in the first level. Yeah, um, but as far as let's get the bosses of Decap Attack, uh, pretty cool, and I was comparing them. They're way different than the bosses of Magical Hat, though. Oh, yeah. Like, totally different reskinning. Yeah, I think that they even changed how you have to fight some of them, because I fought the only fought the first boss in Magical Hat, and he was way easier. It was it was way different boss fight in uh, Decap Attack. Yeah, and uh, I think the final boss is the same guy, but... They give him, like... Different color. Yeah, and the shoulder pads are different or whatever. <laughs> shoulder pads. And there's, like, chains and spikes are different, yeah. They just add a little more. Turns them into LOD or something. Yeah, like Mutant League style. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the bosses aren't too bad, for the most part. I mean, they're just, like, simplistic patterns. You just gotta get used to them. Go online and watch your playthrough of the bosses, if you can't figure it out, you should be okay. It's nothing too convoluted or anything. No, no, it was it was all pretty easy. And the thing is, though, is that the bosses in the game do take a lot of hits. Yeah, you'll be punching your head out a lot if. Yeah, you can almost like go nuts with that spamming crazy. Oh yeah. I was spamming the shit out of little flutterfall too. Like everywhere I jumped, I would do the little. The little slow fall. <laughs> and there's, like, an interesting, like, tropical element, because it's, like, the island aspect of Magical Hat, how it's, like, on a tropical island. But I, it's, like, a horror tropical mix, uh, which is pretty unique in a way. Yeah. It's, like, a tiki horror game. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, the island is made up of an actual skeleton, every level, like, tibula land. <laughs> yeah, and that reminded me of, like, how in... Toe Jam and Earl, you have to collect the shit pieces. Yeah. But if you play a magical hat, it's like Pangea. So they're the continents. Interesting. So you're bringing the continents back together. Yeah. As far as that game goes, I mean, it's a pretty strong grade, I would say. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is that, I mean, if we're being super picky, all we can do is drop it down like half a point. Like... It's likely an AA minus game. Yeah, I mean, it could have had a little bit more interesting, like, bad guys. Mm-hmm. That would be, it, like, a little blandy. I want to mention all those games, like, once you've seen the first set of bad guys, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. There's a few extra guys, like the Walking Statues and Psycho Fox or whatever, but really, like, what you see is what you get. It's not that intricate. That, in one way, makes it not as hard, too, because once you get used to those guys, it's like, there's nothing else. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe, like, an A-minus 
I mean, if we want to be really brutal, B plus, but I would say A minus. Yeah, I'll I'll sit on the A minus. It's got humor in it too, and it's funny. It's quirky. Mm-hmm. Before this episode ends for about an hour, I would say like the funny thing is to tie it all together. So like in Decap Attack, when you beat the game, you basically are like crawling on your hands and knees back to your master's uh, lab, and then you like collapse, and they take you in, and then. They turn you into back into like a boy, which then your kid cool. Yeah, so then that flips back to kid cool. He finds his herbs. Yeah, so you have to find your herbs, and then um, with those herbs, you're uh, tripping out. So then that's Psycho Fox, because <laughs> like you're <laughs> transforming into all of these animals. It's funny because like the Native American said, like you'll find your spirit animal if you like trip. Oh yeah. And then from there, then you trip and overdose and die. And then and then you get raised back from the dead as a mummy. <laughs> and uh, start your decap attack. Amazing. Well, it's funny, too, with Magical Hat. At the end of that, you get turned into a boy, but then, like, a UFO, like, abducts you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the end. laughs> so weird. No happy ending for Japanese. So the bad trip is decap attack where you die. The good trip in Psycho Fox is where you turn in the magical hat. Ascend into the Godhead state. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. That's our VGBS story, and we're sticking to it, goddammit. Exactly, and I I would say if we had to grade Kid Cool, that fucker would be like a D minus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really bad. I only have it (laughs) because I want the whole library. That's the only reason. Yep, exactly. for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. But we also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right. See you later. Woo. Later.